0: Welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast, I'm your host, Laura, and this podcast is being created to provide you with inspirational and uplifting content to help you level up in life. Join me while I interview a variety of guests from around the world who share their stories, including highs and lows, successes and failures, tips and advice, and the lessons they have learned along their journey. I am also sharing my own growth and transformation process with you while I'm on the road to reaching my ultimate potential. In this podcast you can expect all things mindset, wellness, self-love, spirituality, personal development and fitness. I'm so happy that you're joining me today, so let's get started. Welcome back to Lift Yourself Podcast. Today I am recording an in-person episode and I am so excited to be joined by my lovely friend Kavita who is known as 5 Girl on Instagram. Me and Kavita records the podcast. Actually we've recorded two podcasts now haven't we? Yeah. Recorded one for mine and one for yours. Yeah. And obviously so this is our third Podcast together, but we felt that it was the right time to do mm-hmm. something a little bit more up to date because a lot of things have moved on in our life. And for this episode, we wanted to talk specifically about breakups. So welcome to the podcast, Kavita. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited, I'd
1: like to do another one with you. Um, yeah, like you said, we've done two before we've done a few lives so yeah I always have fun when we have our chats and I always learn so much from me so
0: happy to be here I know like we literally bounce off each other don't we yeah like so I do I have been looking forward to this podcast all week so Kavita just for listeners or people Mm -hmm. who don't know who you are and what it is that you do are you okay to just give us an introduction please yeah
1: perfect so I'm Kavita and um I run 5am girl on Instagram which is a community which um, serves to help women with their confidence, with loving themselves and just like bringing out the most empowered version of themselves which I feel like a lot of us lack at times Um, and also I actually have a day job where I'm a QA engineer um, so balancing the two can be challenging but my passion really is serving women and just like empowering women so that's what I do on a day-to-day.
0: And what made you create your account 5am, girl? Um, I just think through personal um,
1: experiences, so I think growing up I wasn't so confident myself and I didn't love myself at all, I was just this like shy girl and just always in my head and always criticising myself and I just had all these like different like challenges and life experiences. So through toxic relationships, um, through childhood and I came to a point in my life where I did go through a really dark time and it really eroded my confidence but I did start my personal development journey and I just worked on myself and um, I went through that process and I came out just you know feeling just so much more empowered, feeling much more confident like setting that foundation within myself and I just wanted to share it with the world I think that's always been my passion to like empower other women so yeah that's where 5am girl was born like Mm -hmm. out of you know all of that experiences and
0: i love your content and i love your energy and what you're about and obviously you've done really well with the account and you can just see Mm -hmm. how much it's grown but let's talk about toxic relationships particularly when it comes to Mm -hmm. our personal growth and self-development so obviously a lot of people who listen to this podcast are working on themselves They are working towards their potential Mm -hmm. or trying to let go of any negative habits and just want to live a life of happiness Mm -hmm. and fulfillment. And when it comes to toxic relationships, I think we've all faced them in one way, shape or form. So from your perspective with toxicity, whether it's from friendship or relationships, Mm -hmm. how much can it impact on your growth and your self-development journey if you are allowing these relationships into your life? Yeah that's such a good question and I think it has a massive
1: impact. I think growing up I was in a toxic environment like every single day I had to deal with toxicity from um, parents, from the environment that I was in and when you're around that all the time it does like massively impact how you view yourself, um, the relationship that you have with yourself and the relationship with others and then growing up. I think because I modeled relationships off of what I was seeing at home I wasn't attracting the right individuals then you kind of go after what you're used to if that makes sense so then um I've had two relationships in my life like romantic relationships um and the first one was when I was a teenager so 17 to 20 and that was a very toxic relationship and that did erode my confidence it just eroded um just like how I felt about myself and yeah I just think it does have like this massive negative impact on you and you'd kind of lack boundaries as well so when you are brought up around that environment and for me I had a lack of boundaries with people so I would like be the yes person I would do a bit too much for people um, so yeah, I think it just affects everything about you and how you connect with others, so yeah, I definitely feel like it has a massive impact and I feel like it's had that with you as well, hasn't it? Like, I don't know you've had like had some traumatic experiences, to say the least
0: yeah, my I couldn't agree any anymore yeah. with what you' have just said there. I think one of my big factors or the things i as a kid, a lot in my life is the type of people that you attract into your Mm. life and what their intentions are and why. Like I think when you are an empath and you have a very caring and calming energy about you or healing energy Mm. or you want to help people and help others, it can sometimes attract people that Mm. don't always have the best intentions or energy vampires or people who will try to manipulate and use Mm. you for who you are. And you know I've been doing a lot of looking into around like narcissistic, Um, relationships narcissistic traits and I know the word like narcissist is a little bit of a buzzword at the moment and people on social media are kind of like labeling people narcissists all the time (laughs) and it's not always like appropriate and I think obviously because narcissism is like a diagnosis it is something that someone has and I think there's very much like a fine line between someone's a narcissist and to someone is just basically disrespectful and they aren't a nice person like I think there's a difference and I think a lot of it does come down to boundaries it comes down to how they make you feel when you are with them Mm -hmm. and their intention when you are with them so whether it is a friendship or a romantic Mm -hmm. relationship but I think a lot of the time if you generally are a kind-hearted person people may misconstrue that as though you can be walked all over and then they might want you to be like the yes person and the people pleaser Mm -hmm. and then when you start to push back from that that's when things start to get (laughs) and it's almost like the I think the terms gaslighting where it can be brought back to you where you start questioning that Mm -hmm. you're the toxic one and it's very very difficult because When you're in a place of really wanting to grow as a person and you're wanting to reach your potential, you are you could potentially attract people that will prevent you on their growth. And that's not always like a conscious thing that this person or these people are choosing you. It can be subconscious from their own trauma and they're just using you to feed off what they've always known as familiar for them. But it can become very toxic very quickly mm. and you can be blinded by it because your body will think that the feelings of, mm. of intensity and love that you get from this relationship mm. is true love but really it's your body's way of saying warning like this isn't yeah. healthy yeah I think yeah I totally agree with you. and I think from my stance
1: from growing up in a toxic environment it's kind of it taught me like what a relationship was meant to be at that time like it's not what it should be that's the only model of what how to be treated because that's how I was treated by like my dad for instance um and then going into attracting people in my life um instead of like identifying the red flags and then saying like this isn't right and stepping away I kind of overlooked the red flags because I thought it was normal does Mm -hmm. that make sense and my worth was so low I thought that's what I deserved And then like red flags for example like you know someone um like manipulation um a person not listening to you or even trying to understand where you're coming from um and just like I guess like saying things to you that can erode your confidence and you know if you don't have that worth you'd probably think you know oh it's fine you know they love me still it's it's normal it's meant to be like um that's how it's meant to be in relationships and I think yeah I think growing up in toxicity that kind of makes you think that that's the right thing to do but I think identifying red flags is so important and it's something I've learned along the way and now I kind of know like these are the red flags that I don't want so when I see that I step away Mm. and remember my worth
0: Mm, and red flags are everything so when I've been like looking into red flags and relating it to like toxic relationships I come across this term and I don't know if you've heard it before called love bombing I think I
1: have, actually. It sounds familiar, but I think, like, explain it. I think your like audience, audience probably would want to know. Yeah, that. yeah, so
0: basically, the term love bombing, I don't know how modern, I think it's quite recent, but used to describe, like, a period within a relationship, which is at the beginning, when you are with somebody who is toxic or they are narcissistic and they will basically love bomb you so it it is what it what it means it basically all compliments very intense always wanting to talk to you always wanting to be with you you know everything seems wonderful and on the surface you think oh wow this this is like too good to be true like this this person is like adores you so to speak but things can start to move really quickly in a sense of they will you know tell you that they love you really soon onto the relationship they will make other comments about like wanting to marry you have kids with you it's all this like intense mm-hmm. thing that moves really really quickly and then what happens with the love bombing is that you just get so blindsided from all these other red flags because you become consumed within that relationship mm-hmm. and then if you have grown up in like an environment where you've always wanted to please people or it's been quite toxic you will see that as like a normal thing and you just want to do whatever this mm-hmm. other person does and then what happens after the love bomb and there's a period of where they kind of start to use like forms of manipulation mm-hmm. to drop you so they might just leave you over the week a weekend and not really like want to be with you and then it leaves you thinking oh, okay what have I done wrong so this is when the manipulation comes in because it's gone from one form to like the other end of like dropping you and um, making you question, like, if you want to implement boundaries that you know you're insecure or it's your fault or it's this or it's that or it's the other, mm-hmm. so it starts to twist it. But it's like because you've been blindsided with these compliments and with this extreme, and it's all superficial. Mm-hmm you almost begin to lose confidence in your own judgment, that to the point where you start to feel like, oh, wow, this is me. I am insecure. I am toxic. Like, you start to believe that about yourself. It's scary when you think about it. Absolutely. And I think with the love
1: bombing as well, it makes you feel special in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. It just makes you feel good, but it's a form of manipulation. And I think when you're seeking love... And you think that's what love is. Like it's disguised as love, but really it's a form of manipulation. You're willing to accept it a bit more than when they do these other things, like these red flag things that are making you feel insecure. That's what he said. Like you think it's your fault, don't yeah. you? You think it's you, but it's really not. But yeah, that's definitely, it's interesting and I've experienced it too. But I think, yeah, it's just about identifying these patterns now and really like putting your boundary in place now and thinking no I'm worth more than this and yeah just nipping it in the bud before it just intensifies into something bigger
0: Mm. I mean what I would say with that is in regards to dating after a toxic relationship or it's really trusting your intuition yeah. so when you're dating someone like obviously I think you need to be clear on what it is that you want mm. when you go on dates like have an idea I mean mm. it doesn't need to be like a pressure thing like it, it's just understanding what you're hoping to get mm. out of the date and then when you start to pick up on these red flags take note of them like really connect with your intuition yeah. and really don't second guess because your intuition is always right and the minute that you start to like over ride that or second guess that you doubt yourself mm. which then doubts even more in your abilities so I think it, it can be tricky can't it when you've gone through a period of being in, in like toxic relationship and your confidence yeah. has been dipped to then try to rebuild but another thing I would say to people if you are an empath if you are someone who, who classes yourself as a healer who wants to do good and wants to help others trust your into the wish intuition to the point of educating yourself around different types mm-hmm. of energies because in this world there is a polarity like where there is lightness there is dark and yes toxic people are just people they're not necessarily bad people they're just people who haven't been healed Mm. and they still need to heal Mm. but what will happen is as soon as you pick up on that dark energy you need to stay away Mm. because it will just make you ill it will make you ill if you try to save someone you you can't be someone else's healer they have to heal themselves and I think sometimes like as empaths we really forget that and we try to take take on everything and bring everyone with us in the world (laughs) like save everyone and fix everyone which I've definitely been there too
1: and but going back to the point about dating after a toxic relationship I feel like instead of going full force into it having that space to heal because you need that time to rebuild the relationship with yourself which has been damaged because of you know these experiences that have happened before and And it's natural to just feel low and not confident and have that low self-esteem. So I would like advise, and I'm doing this myself, like, and even though my, the latest relationship wasn't a toxic relationship, I just feel like it's such a good idea just to take that time out and just have time to yourself, really rediscover who you are. because I feel like your identity just gets like taken away when you've been sucked into these relationships. And just like, I love like just like spending time alone and like going on coffee dates with myself and even just like sitting at home and just like journaling a bit or like even watching Netflix I just love like that company and I think it's okay to like have that time to yourself and being okay with your company is so important and I feel like I've just learned a lot about myself too and there 's a lot more self awareness there, and I feel like it 's just so important to like lay those foundations down within yourself and that 's how your confidence like starts to grow again and then when you go out into the dating world, you have a stronger sense of self I find and like you said, like before going out in the dating world, like really knowing what you want, like obviously not restricting yourself in a box, but just like having a good idea of what type of energy you want to attract and what type of person you want to attract and I guess when you become stronger in yourself, you attract that back as well. So I do feel that's so important.
0: Yeah, definitely. And also yeah. as well, to add to that, it's also acknowledging it takes two to tango in a oh, relationship yeah. and it's reflecting on the, the areas of your behaviour that was toxic mm. and facing that and taking responsibility for it because it's so easy to place blame on the other person and be like, they did this, and they they did mm. that, and yet, okay, they might have not, been, not mm. treated you the best. However, you can't control their behaviour. You can only change your behaviour and how you're going to improve that to ensure that that doesn't show up in your next relationship. So I always say your triggers are your teachers. Like what is triggering you is trying to teach you something. So during this time when you are single, work on that. Work on things that were coming up and why was it triggering you? What What was causing this event or this situation? Um, why do you think that it was creating issues and um, whether it was because of what another person was saying or what another person did and then sit with it and reflect Mm -hmm. on it without judgment towards yourself and then when you bring that up to the surface you have the power then to be able to change the story because just because you reacted to a certain way from a certain situation Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean like in your future relationship when you get with someone who's more aligned and a lot more healthy for you that that issue doesn't have it doesn't have to be a repeated cycle does it?
1: yeah i totally agree and i remember i think we had like a conversation and because we like um left our relationships like similar times didn't we so there's one exercise that i did so after the breakup i kind of like wrote down what i did learn from it and what i learned about myself too and i remember telling you about this too and i feel like it's just how like we both got so much out of it and i feel like it's just it's like a catalyst for growth so once you kind of um reflect back and you can identify like i said the triggers and behavior patterns and it's not an exercise to beat yourself up about like i really want to emphasize that mm. cuz it can be like natural to start saying oh i did x y and z and you know i feel really bad about it um it's really just an opportunity for you to grow from it and think okay I was really insecure in this relationship, I was really anxious and it did reflect badly but now going forward, what type of person do I want to be? Why was I so insecure? Where did that anxiety come from? Really work on those patterns decide on the the person you want to be in your next relationship and that's how you know moving forward it will help you to grow in your next relationship and that's something that I'm doing like every single day now so
0: and it's really helping it's like that energy isn't it of gratitude like being grateful for what you learned in that relationship because even in any toxic relationship there's always good because you wouldn't be in the relationship if there wasn't like a good Mm. period so it's reflecting on what did you learn and I found that so beneficial Mm. Kavita because you can and fall into the trap of uh like victim mentality yeah. and it just doesn't help it doesn't help you it's like i'm such an advocate for taking 100 percent responsibility for your life mm-hmm. in order to change your reality so when you think about okay well what did i learn and i've spoke about this with my therapist and she said it's mm-hmm. so healthy that you're able to look at what you learned and how mm-hmm. it can help your growth mm-hmm. instead of like staying in the past so much but it it can be hard and it can be difficult but it's definitely about an exercise as you say Mm. of empowerment Mm -hmm. of like okay i learned this i learned that i learned the other it could be as basic as like i now know not to like question my intuition when something yeah. comes up and to go with my intuition when there's a red flag instead of ignoring it because it turns out that I'm right like that might be like as basic as it is mm-hmm. but then what happens is when you're focusing on what you've learned and you're spending time by yourself like I'm similar to you as you mm-hmm. know I like going for like lunch by myself coffee by yeah. myself gym by myself I love my own company and I always have done but helps to raise your vibration Mm -hmm. and when you raise your vibration you are more likely to attract somebody who is on the same frequency as you so like I know we spoke about this before and I don't know if it was on the Instagram live that we did but when you like break up from a relationship it's so easy to walk into or run into like the dating again but what you've got to remember i mean it's up to everyone's discretion like what they want to do like if your vibe is so low if you were in a toxic relationship and your confidence has been shattered you have to understand that you will attract what you are Mm -hmm. so you're more likely to attract a man who is in that same energy so it's not really probably going to do you any good in the long run whereas when yeah. you take that step back yeah. really work on yourself love yourself like spend time like with mm-hmm. friends like people who are in the same position as you people are going to uplift you You uplift each other your vibe will raise and i've been listening a lot to esther hicks content on youtube mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard I esther, uh, esther and jerry hicks and they're like spiritual law of attraction Teachers and they say how like when you raise your vibration and you connect to the feeling of feeling good, the person that you're meant to be will just come. They'll just gravitate towards each other. So that's another reason why spending time on your own, doing what brings you joy, working on like your purpose or if you don't know what your purpose is or what you enjoy doing, now's the time to really uncover that, isn't it? And then you'll meet the person without pressure, without resistance, and just know. Okay, now he's coming. <laughs> I totally agree. Like, cause when you force it, because I hear so many people like, oh, I just
1: really want to meet them, yeah. and they're trying like so hard to meet this person. But the universe is a funny way of just like <laughs> like bringing that person into your life, and you least expect it. And especially with um my ex boyfriend, who I you know I still like adore. Like you know we left on really nice terms. But, and I'm really glad he did come into my life. But I remember at that time, I was like, wasn't looking for anyone, but he just did mm. like enter my life. And I feel like he came into my life for a good reason. like we've learned so much from each other, and unfortunately, it didn't last. but yeah, you you do learn from relationships. and, um, yeah, like you said, people just come into your life when you least expect it. And I feel like it's when, you know, you kind of don't want it in a way like, yeah. like I don't want to meet anyone like I'm happy as I am but yeah it just happens um but I do feel like after you do leave a relationship and going into dating I do feel like it's super important to have that period where you are by yourself like you said and there's no right or wrong answer either I feel like whenever you're ready you're ready to go out right into the world but just don't do it for the wrong reasons because I feel like a lot of people they crave that intimacy, don't they? Like even just like simple things like holding hands or like sharing things with people. Or I'm kissing your hands. Exactly. Or Or, like cuddling up on the sofa. Yeah. Like I miss that too. Um. But it's just the wrong reasons to get like find someone else again. I feel like, you know, trying to be comfortable, like being alone and being that person for yourself and how, you know, being that company for yourself can really help you, but just don't, you know, go out into the dating world because, you know, you miss that intimacy. I Mm -hmm. feel like that is, you know, a bit of the wrong reasons, but when you do feel ready, it's completely fine to go out and start dating again. You know, even if it's just to see what's out there, because I feel like sometimes people especially in like long-term relationships and they've had that fear of leaving it because I think there's no one else out there no one's gonna love me all the good ones are taken and these are like limiting beliefs that you have in your mind and it's just simply not true but like after you do leave the relationship and just like just like having a nose around <laughs> lack of a better <laughs> having a shop around so just like having a look Wednesday around shop. Yeah, exactly it's actually really good because like you see that there are like lovely people out there mm. and you're not like scraping the bottom of the barrel like there are like actually really nice people out there it kind of gives you a sense of belief again yeah and, and, like, in like in like not to sound cheesy but like belief in love again and just like believe in like finding someone something even just like doing it but obviously be honest about it with the person that you are dating just say you know like I'm not looking for anything if that that's the lead, case yeah. yeah if that's the case and if that's what you want that's completely fine like be completely transparent but I do feel like yeah it will help and I know a lot of people that have done that and it has helped them so mm.
0: yeah and I think as well when you are spending time by yourself and doing a lot of inner work self love work your perspective will shift mm. from what you focus on you attract so if you're constantly in the energy of like all oh, men are this all oh, men are that yeah. you know you're just going to reinforce that from what you see whereas when you obviously use the outlook of like okay this is what I learned from my ex mm-hmm. I don't wish my ex any harm yeah. however we weren't right for each other but I'm going to move on this is what I learned and then it raises your energy so then when you are dating again you will start to see out like the good the good in people and that's people okay. who are more aligned because what you focus on you attract and you see more of instead of like thinking about like I don't know everything that's bad in the world it's just that mentality in that space but it's so interesting listening to you talk because mm. I'm definitely in a place now where obviously as you know I've got like loads of goals and ambitions in regards mm. to like business growth and personal growth and I'm almost like now say I don't really want to meet anyone right now mm. like I'm in a bubble of like I've got so much going on so much work like exciting stuff coming up mm. that I'm like now I don't know whether to do I think I'm like I'm happy right now but you just never know what's going to happen and to lead on from the point that you mentioned about like the intimacy Mm -hmm. and missing the cuddling and all that like come on like we're all gonna miss that from a partner that is like natural like I think but obviously if then you go and look for it that specifically in another person it can lead to men who might just want like something casual and then if you're the type of person who has like quite an open heart and you get hit easily then that won't help in your growth and healing the long run because it's almost like the instant thing of just missing the the physical connection or even the sex to Mm. then be like oh well actually now I feel used and now I feel even worse about myself yeah definitely I agree
1: and yeah just remembering like you know your self-worth too it's really tricky though it's just like just like you said really taking that time to get to know yourself again and really realizing what is it do you want like when you have that time you kind of You realise what you want and then you can be... That allows you to centre yourself and then you can take action that's in alignment with, you know, what you're feeling or what you're
0: desiring. What I do want to talk to you about actually is like say if somebody is in a relationship at the moment and they don't feel like that relationship is in alignment with them anymore and they feel like maybe they've outgrown the relationship maybe they want different things now it could be a long-term relationship kind of similar to the position that you were in um a little while ago what advice would you give to that person if they have this like nudge feeling like i don't know whether this person is meant to be I'm uh, like I'm meant to be with this person for the rest of my life I think like we our past might be going different ways and we're almost like forcing it to make it work and maybe putting on a mask or a front to Mm -hmm. please other people but really deep down they're not happy in this relationship Mm -hmm. anymore like it could be a little as little as like they're not being treated in a great way but they're hiding that from their friends and family or it could be that they're being treated really nicely but they still feel like it's not in alignment Mm -hmm. anymore so what advice would you give to someone who's in that position?
1: Yeah, so I've been in that position myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a relationship.
1: That, <laughs> it was a relationship that was like, he's a lovely person, and I was treated with respect. Um, and I feel like that's, in some cases, even harder to leave because you think there's no reason why I should leave. Does that make sense? Because there's this lovely guy treats me amazingly and you think well i have like everything here when you when i look at other people and they're like struggling to find that person or they're like in relationships that are toxic you think i'm really lucky but it's still okay to like admit that you're not happy because they could be amazing on paper but they're just not for you but that's Mm. completely okay and i think not a mistake it was a growing process for me it's just me just admitting to myself that it's not like there's something that's not in alignment and you know and the relationship wasn't perfect like I feel like we did struggle with communication I think yeah recognizing that and you know I want to be with someone where we do have a good understanding where that communication flows and sometimes you can work on it sometimes you can't so there's a bit of a balance with saying okay, we have tried so many things, but now it's time to walk away. And I feel like realising that, trying different things at person, if that's what you want, if you want to try, then go ahead and try. But if you don't want to, that's okay too. So I feel like the advice here is to be completely um, honest with yourself. Um, Have that time away to reflect and think and don't judge yourself. Have that compassion. Come from a place of love. Don't think, you know, oh, I should be happy in this relationship, I should be doing this, I should be married by X age, I feel that plays a massive part in people staying in relationships that they don't want to be in, and I kind of did that as well to an extent, I was like, because I'm 31 now, I was thinking, I'm moving, like, I'm getting older, and, you know, I need to be married by this age, and taking that restrictions away from myself, and thinking, well, no, like life happens like things happen when it's meant to happen and you know everyone has a different path stop the comparison game yeah it's so easy to just like compare yourselves to other people stop the comparison and you know the universe has a funny way of aligning these things so just trust the process so I think when I stepped back and started to trust that there is something that is more aligned with me out there um that I'm on my own path it allowed me to like think okay it allowed me to open the door to the possibility of not being in this relationship so I think being honest with yourself and also being honest with the other person I think having that open line of communication it's really important so when we both started to talk about it um we did bring up the topic and it's really hard. I know it's not the easiest thing Who in the Who brought it
0: all first, you or him? He
1: did actually, ah, okay. yeah. So he, um, he discussed it first and for me, it was like, oh my God, I'm feeling the same way too kind yeah. of thing. And I felt more comfortable to talk about it. But regardless of what side it's from, I think just opening up the line of communication, obviously with, you know, empathy and in the right way, um you'd be surprised at what the other person is thinking and feeling and I think that's what kind of led us to the decision to go our separate ways and I think the fact that we were supporting each other along the way it really did help and I feel like really lucky like'm t- trying to find <laughs> that I did like have that and I know like not everyone does exactly. it's just having that confidence in yourself
0: to think this is what I want and to unapologetically go after that too mm. one of the things I would add to that to kind of like give a bit of a balance to the situation because obviously your experience was a nice That's healthy yeah. relationship and it's so good when you are with a partner who We'll openly communicate and will understand and will listen and we will be compassionate. But not everybody is like that. So if anyone is in like a toxic situation or they're being made to doubt themselves, they're unsure whether they want to be in this relationship or even worse, if they feel like their partner might be, 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 be being unfaithful to them or treating them with disrespect or anything. Mm-hmm. No, I would always say if you are in that situation, Go and get help and speak to someone, you know, there's so many different resources that you can use. There's like domestic violence, phone line support you can contact. You're never alone as such. If it is just as simple as kind of like you think you're with someone and it's not aligned, but they, if you bring an issue up, they won't listen or it'll just result in an argument it really spends some time to journal on the relationship and and what it's bringing for you and how you're feeling and how is the relationship growing and you could even have a conversation kind of similar to what you both did of like what do we want from this relationship like what is my values in the relationship what is your values in the relationship and seeing if they tie together and if the person you're with isn't willing to do that activity in terms of like writing down like their values it does it goes to show that maybe they're not as serious or they're not as invested in the relationship as you might be and that might be causing like the dis the, the imbalance yeah. of the feeling but i think it definitely comes down to you have to do what is right for mm-hmm. you and sometimes like you do have to be selfish in many ways yeah i'm not saying hate the other p- person's feelings and you know be deceitful or in any way like be honest like you say mm-hmm. but you have to go with how you're feeling because energy doesn't lie so when you're picking up on that energy you need to really like trust it and protect yourself it's so true. And to be fair, I've been through quite
1: a few different experiences in my life. So I can kind of relate to each kind of scenario that you were outlining then. So I did have the healthy one. There was a situation where that person didn't want to break up and I had to be the one to initiate it, which was really horrible. Um But like you said, I had to just be honest with myself and think, what is it that I want? And like you said, does that person values match your mind are they willing to work on it and if not it's a sign that you need to leave and even if there are like it's your life it's your happiness and if that person isn't making you happy and there could be no like apparent reason there you just don't feel it it's better to leave obviously do it in a way that respects them um, it's better to do that than to stay in a relationship and potentially hurt that person down the line yeah. because you're not being honest with them. And it's, it takes guts. It's not easy. So, like, I rate anyone who, like... It really does. Initiates it because it, it's really hard. Like, And, you know, it's hard for the person that you're breaking up with, It's, but it's also hard on you because it's not nice doing that. Mm. Um, and also in terms of the toxic relationship, because I've been in a toxic relationship and that person was quite like controlling and obsessive and wouldn't let me go and it was really it was really hard and like you said first of all you know get help if you need it talk to someone that you trust um but I also think cutting off communication is so important so I that other relationship I was quite young as well so I wasn't as self-aware and self-assured as I am now but that relationship, I just, like, instead of going around in circles because it was just toxic and it was never-ending, I just had to cut it off. I just had to stand my ground and say, look, enough's enough. I'm done with this. I really recognise that I'm just tired. Like, I'm tired of dealing with this. I deserve better than this. And stepping away. But also putting, like, the support network in place, too. Like, have, like have I was lucky enough to have friends at that time that I could go to that were supportive of me. So, like, seek that support network and if you don't have that there's like you know therapy's great calling up you know the helplines like samaritans say great like just trying to find that support network because it will
0: help you in the long run mm, and that's another mm. thing as well when you move on from a relationship mm. particularly like a toxic one because they usually serve intense and your energy will be drained if you've been in a toxic relationship i'm sure you can relate to what me and Convisa are saying like you can just feel like really flat so when you have like friends or people in your life mm. who can give you some level of kind of what you were getting when you were in the relationship so the positive side of things it means you're more you're less likely to go back to the relationship because you you might finish a relationship and then miss certain part of the things like you might have gone the gym loads together or you might have gone for walks together a lot or gone to cinemas a lot so replace that with one of your friends who you can spend time mm. with and communicate with and then that will help to feel like there's less of a void and you're more likely to heal and move on but I did want to ask you what your view is mm. on like exes or whether it's toxic or not following you on like social media mm. or wanting to kind of still be within your circle and your proximity or still have access to you mm. what is your view on that and why do you think an ex would still want to yeah. follow you on social
1: media okay it might be controversial but i think in any situation healthy or not i think just cut them off like, <laughs> i'm so <laughs> savage i just can't, like just <laughs> Like a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like and you know what because it's if you have them on your social media and you know that they're viewing your stories I don't know about you but in the back of my mind I'm tailoring what I'm posting on my stories as in like oh I want to like are you looking at
0: stories yeah exactly yeah. are
1: they looking and okay I need to like you know I'm gonna post a really like hot like because <laughs> I, I want them to know that I look good what you're missing uh, out yeah. on <laughs> exactly <laughs> And it's just it's you know what like it's energy training yeah and i just don't have like the time and i guess the capacity for it because i think it's important to take care of yourself and if all your energy is going into like oh i want to look good and like instagram just mm-hmm. so like they know what they're missing and v- seeing if they viewed your stories you're not healing you're still tied to that person there's still that like st- that string there you haven't completely cut the cord and I think if you keep that cord there it's it's preventing you from moving on and like an analogy it's like they've got this cord and they're pulling you back and you're never gonna like let go so I think having them not on your social media even healthy or not like it, as in like a healthy relationship or not it's important to like cut that block them if you have to so me and my ex and it did end amicably I did say look I have to block you from these different like mediums because I'm just not going to move on I'm going to keep it's just temptation as well to like message them when you're feeling low and like you know lonely yeah. and you might regret that the next day like you because you have that period where you are feeling low but you get over it the next day you'll feel fine and you'll you be full of regret and then you'll have that tie with them again so think for me personally yeah just cut off like from social media block them block them on whatsapp text and everything i think just close that channel yeah, yeah.
0: i think you do need to block altogether together mm. because not only that if you don't like they might just randomly crop sure. up like if they yeah. if they see you either wherever then they might randomly send you a message and you could be like really in a good place like healing like really working on yourself and then it just brings you back you know with that energetic cord and i don't know really why an ex would want to follow you on social media i'm not interested in following an ex on social media because i want my focus is kind of like wanting to grow and and inviting the new, as opposed to focusing on the old Mm. and i don't know like i guess it depends on the type of relationship it was how the relationship ended but i just think it's really still keeping you in that limbo or even in the past a little bit mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know why do you think they would want to follow you like come on mm. it's definitely a question that all girls look yeah. at maybe we over analyze it a little bit too much but yeah. why do you think they would so i think because
1: like you i don't particularly want an ex-boyfriend on my social media because like you said you want like I want to move on like I want my new space I want a new energetic space I want to grow I've got goals I want to focus on so I don't know in my head I think exes still follow you because they want to leave that door open a bit they want to leave it ajar. like there's a possibility there so maybe they're not completely over you for one or they want to just like unfortunately there are guys out there that are like narcissistic and manipulative and they want to like have that hold over you and have you coming back just for their own kind of selfish needs yeah so yeah i think it's just a way to like i think it's a form of control as well i only think about it because i can like bring you know have Mm -hmm. you back whenever
0: i want to kind of thing and it's just not healthy it's not good definitely not and you have to do what is right for you and if you want to keep them on your social media then go ahead and do it as long as you think it's not affecting your growth it's not affecting your healing and you think it isn't an issue then that's fine but if there is a part of you that resonates with anything that me and Kavita have just spoke about then you know what to do and even if it's just for a short period and then you can have them back in the future who knows I think personally for me once something is over and you know for god it is over and it is the right thing it is so much better to let it go because when you let it go you create the space like you create the space for your growth you create the space for a new partner if that's what you want or just dating or having fun or building your business like whatever it is that you want to do and the last thing that you want is to be leaking your energy looking at your stories seeing as your ex you the stories or at, like talking about them all the time and another thing as well that i come across recently is if you can try to avoid saying my ex when you do talk about them and refer yeah. to them as the name because when you say my ex you're still verbally affirming a tie to them mm. does that make sense whereas if you say their that, name yeah it's okay. like so, I just think that that's so powerful because the words that we speak mm. are, like, spellings, like, we spell so words. So.
1: so, wise, Laura <laughs> Why you <is that? laughs> No, I didn't even, like, think of it that way. You're right. Mm. And the term X, it just has that negative, like, connotation to it. And I really believe, like, the words you say, it, like brings like this like feeling in your body like it can really mess with your like mood and the chemistry in your body so that is such a good point I need to try that myself as well sort of saying my ex and if it
0: doesn't feel natural coming out of my mouth as well I want to say it just feels a bit it yeah, is, but I've been, like, a lot more conscious yeah. about thinking about the words I use in general, yeah. like, really try- trying to avoid the word trying, like, because it's, That's like, you're so trying. Crazy. So I try to, like, avoid these words, yeah. but it's so hard because when you're used to talking in the certain way that you do, and it just comes out in a flow, it's avoiding that and then changing the narrative and then your subconscious mind will respond to what it is that you say, But I think let's talk a little bit more kind of about like moving forward for people. So obviously we've discussed if someone's in a relationship and they think that they want to leave, what to do and how to go about that. What about when they are, you know, completely out of that relationship and they might be at the point where things are really, really low and they feel low in themselves. Like how can they begin to make themselves feel better to almost like see light at the end of the tunnel Mm. so it's not in like self-destructive mode it's not self-sabotage or they don't do anything that's regretful or harmful to themselves Mm. like what would you suggest yeah so this is like
1: that's a really important phase and it's different for everyone so for me it was kind of hard to feel the emotions i'm not gonna lie it's something i'm working on like i just think i'm like i'm like i'm fine i'm I'm doing okay but really deep down it's like festering so my advice is to feel it and like allow yourself to feel the emotions and don't judge yourself for it like if you need to cry cry if you need to eat a shitload of like junk food i think do it but then there's like (laughs) (laughs) But i did do that i was like eating so much yeah i I was binging i feel like that's because you miss like the emotional comfort yeah it's like feeling Mm -hmm. a void right so you start to fill it with all this crap which is actually really important like point because i think it's about balance so like yeah allow yourself to do that but like cut it off at a certain point like be sensible about it, like, put yourself in that common sense corner, and think, okay, am I now just doing it for the sake of doing it, like, now I'm just, like, getting used to it, I'm going down this dark hole, so, like, you know, give yourself a few days, but afterwards, think, look, like, right, I need to, like, get back up and start rebuilding myself, um, so, yeah, allow yourself the space to do whatever feels right to you, but then get to a point where you, and I think you'll just naturally start to feel that as well, like, I need to start moving on, I need to start, yeah you know, rebuilding myself. And another good point is, like, self-love isn't just, you know, eating what you want kind of thing and, like, bubble baths. I think that's kind of misconstrued. A lot on social media where people are oh, it's like face masks, bubble baths. And it's one element. Yeah. But feel like, another element is self-discipline, which no one really talks about. And it's like the not-so-fun side of self-love, I like to call it. But I still think it's fun because in the long run, I get, like, what I want, if yeah. that makes sense. Like yeah so having that discipline so thinking right what's my long-term vision I want to move on I want to start to feel good and not like like having that chocolate bar is a short-term thing like it's a short-term
0: how do I put it it's like a gratification that's it yeah Yeah. that
1: short-term uh desire like you're feeling yourself up but in the long term it's not gonna do much for your life is it so I think so like be disciplined of yourself I think you know Um, in the long term I want to feel good I want to feel good in the long term this time next year I want maybe potentially be in a new relationship or just like be by yourself and be content with that Um, so doing like healthy things too so being kind to yourself in like in in a healthier way so and these things really do help so for me I started to go to the gym more and it's like such a good like stress relief and a like an outlet for all your like frustrations like I was just like running on the treadmill like yeah I want to like let go <laughs> run away from like these I'm loving
0: because <laughs> I think it tells me this <laughs> Oh, people are gonna think like, "What?" Is, oh, I don't even care anymore. So when it. I was like going through my breakup, I was running around the treadmill, like doing five Ks, and I was on replay, uh, listening to Destiny's Child Survivor, and I was like, <laughs> "I love it! It's like so, <laughs> so effective, I
1: was doing yeah. to say, I can't remember what song was it. I think it's like something like Fifth Harmony, like <laughs>
0: which one? Oh my god, that's my girl.
1: That's it's <laughs> a, like, such a fastly song, yeah. but it just made me feel like really empowered. Oh, and yeah. like, at the end of it I was like yeah I've totally got this kind of thing um but yeah like just doing things like that and for me I love going for walks like it's just my thing And like listening to a podcast and like going out in nature so where I lived before it just like had like really nice like grassy areas and it's uh, like well, it's not actually weird but when you're around nature you feel more centered and it's because mm. we are all nature like going a bit off topic but we are like one with nature so you are going to feel at home when you're around it but doing things like that it just it made me feel more centered and grounded and it it did me the world of difference um and also when you are in that period of transitioning from breaking up to rebuilding yourself like we've touched on before forge connections with like your friends and unfortunately sometimes like when you are in long-term relationships you you don't maintain your friendships such as uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but reach out to people. Like, it, there's no harm in reaching out to people. I love to send voice notes to my friends. So even if there are, like, we send voice notes to each oh, other all the time. We have mini
0: podcasts with each
1: other. Exactly. You're <laughs> we saying we could like actually make a podcast out of our voice notes. <laughs> um but yeah like simple things like that even like saying oh let's go for a coffee it doesn't have to be like a mad night like we've done the mad night out yeah had
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> a massive blowout going for loads of drinks it can be that it doesn't have to be that but like making connections with people um and also if you don't have that like going into like clubs or like online facebook groups and that kind of thing that can be really helpful. So. Yeah,
0: it's also like meeting yeah. new friends as well. Yeah. Like, it's a really good time to obviously, like, connect with maybe friends you've lost touch yeah. with. But meeting new people because yeah. you grow so much as a person. Like, over the past year, I'm a completely different person to who I was because of all the inner growth. And you benefit from being around people who are like like like-minded or maybe are a little bit ahead or advanced of you so it it all depends on your individual circumstances and that's why self awareness is so key because when you know like what you want in life and and what makes you feel good what you value and your future you can then make choices that go with that so like if you are the type of person who wants to go to a club and get smashed uh, every weekend to get over your breakup then do it if you think that is going to make you happy like the likelihood is it probably won't. but obviously i'm not here to judge it's down to you to learn that and then obviously if you think doing something like more like what Kavita suggested sounds better for you then go with that as well and i kind of guess like bringing it back to focusing on the future like living in the present instead of dwelling on the past and the what if is gone because it's gone like the relationship's over and you will come to a point where you begin to accept that like there is a grieving process and you can look it up online or if you talk to a therapist like they can go through it with you so you're clear about okay these are the stages that you will experience and it's perfectly natural it's not to say that there's something wrong with you but then it can get to the point where you want to focus on the future and you want to see a little bit more light at the end of the tunnel and when you start to do things that make you feel good and you connect with people that make you feel good and you have a little bit of like sense of purpose in what you're doing as well and what you're building you can then shift your focus to what you do want so even if you do start to think about okay in the future like a year from now i want to be in a relationship like i'm the same as you i i would i want to be in a relationship from a year from now so it's thinking about okay well what do you want in that relationship what what obviously thinking about what you've learned in your last previous relationships what would you want to attract and then writing them qualities down and one of the things i fell into like straight after my relationship ended in the summer i like threw myself into work so i was like completely like i didn't realize i was doing it but i was avoiding certain things like i wasn't sitting with it and i just thought i'm strong-minded i'm a powerful woman i'm independent don't need to deal with this and then I realise that that's not really the best way about it because it doesn't heal everything within. So when you start to kind of do that and you unpick all those uncomfortable feelings and emotions, you then start to focus on what you do want. So when you're writing a list of things down in a partner that you want to attract, I would say think about avoiding like what you don't want so what I mean is yeah. I don't want someone who is yeah think write down what you do want and bring right. it that in instead does that make I sense? totally understand so
1: I was doing like a ton I love Tony Robbins so I was doing yeah. like one of his programs and he did relationship day which I totally needed um, but <laughs> yeah it's like from two aspects so you can either be in a relationship and you know you're trying to connect more with that person or yeah if you're not in one what type of relationship do you want so, mm. I wasn't coming from that angle but he did say okay Okay, one exercise was to write down all the qualities that you would like in your future partner yeah and he actually said don't write down I do not want this because it's from a negative place it's from a place of lack as yeah that, and you want to come from a place of abundance yeah. where you say I want like x y and z and another good tip is don't be like really prescriptive like like I know you naturally want to do this but like oh I want a person with like dark hair tall with muscles kind of thing and you naturally do that yeah but like is that really gonna last in terms of because it's coming from a place of like it's too prescriptive your expectations are gonna
0: kind of like superficial you're just going off looks and you can't get like a depth of a relationship just from someone's looks like their energy isn't it which is so important energy is so
1: important and plus what makes a relationship work are the qualities such as does this person relate to me because when you relate to that person it's so much easier to talk about things and like communication skills is such a massive thing for me that's how you can tell I've grown up because I'm like (laughs) communication skills is number one on my list like that's what I look for like if I if I feel comfortable to talk to that person then uh, you know it's it's it allows you to be more honest and you can talk about things you can make a relationship learn like learn you can make a relationship evolve and grow from it and like sorry but having like muscles and dark hair isn't going to do that it's nice to I mean, have it's, yeah it's I'm nice not to have no. I'm not going to complain <laughs> like if that, do you know I, mean? I will not complain if I get that but what I'm trying to say is don't fixate on yeah. those things um, don't make that like no, the overall thing that you want yeah because it does box you in like if that's the only thing you're looking for you might overlook people who do have those qualities in terms of communication skills relate relatability that kind of thing mm. and you're shutting yourself off from like a world like there's yeah. a whole the world I think there. it is
0: a maturity thing like when yeah. you get older you like do want to take into account someone who has you know, ambition, yeah, goals, want someone that. who is intelligent, someone who is disciplined, mm. someone who's self-motivated, someone who's caring, loving, attentive, you know, um, good energy. Mm. And like Kavita said, like someone who like, compliment you mm. like you want that and and it's individual to everyone but when you just solely focus on like I want them to be six foot yes, I want them to have blue it? eyes and I want them to have dark oh. alien or something it's like it's just not you just yeah. you're shutting yourself off so so much it's to so like true. what is
1: and you know it's funny
0: sometimes you don't get with the
1: guy that's like six foot with no like, <laughs> it's like someone completely different but that's what I mean. Like, instead of fixating on us, you know, really prescriptive six foot, blah, 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 it boxes you in. So don't shut yourself off because you'd probably meet someone that's completely like right for you in so many ways, but they may not be six foot and yeah. that's fine. Do yeah. you know
0: one of the things I've read about recently as well? And I don't know whether you've heard of this, mm. but apparently, and I don't know how true it is, but it does seem to be everywhere when you look it up. There's three types of love. Like, there's three general loves that you have in your life. So the first love is like, the childhood love or, like, the early stages of love. The second love is deemed as, like, the toxic, intense love but you learn so much from that relationship. And then the third love is meant to be, like, the true, authentic love but it's a love that you wouldn't necessarily expect to come into your world. But let's talk a little bit more about, like, a little bit more kind of, like, lightheartedness and fun and excitement for the future. Do you think that there are people in the world who are meant to be together and nothing will like keep them apart in regards to the universe so like certain characters I don't necessarily mean like soulmates or twin flames but I suppose you could consider that but like do you think there are people who are so well suited that they'll just be they'll just come together and the universe will just bring them together The romantic in me is like, yeah. like I think, yeah. You know, I am a
1: romantic. I try and deny it, but I'm a romantic (laughs) Um But there's a bit of a balance of me because I don't necessarily believe in, like, there's one person in the world for you. Like,
0: I I don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I think think you can be suited to a lot of people. Not a lot, but, like, I think there's a certain amount. Yeah. I do agree with that. Like, I think,
1: yeah, like you said, you can be suited to, like, a lot of different people, but it's like... I guess it's how you work at a relationship and if you both want to try and I've like you know even I've been in a decade long relationship yeah. and you're not going to be have that butterflies like thing for the whole 10 years it's going to take work and grit from both of you and it's that constant like you have to work at it so yes from that stance I don't feel like there's like one person for you in the world it's just the one person you're willing to try with but I do feel like yeah I do feel like from a light-hearted perspective and the romantic in me there is like you know someone out there who does kind of like relate to you and match to you on a level and that you will attract them because you are meant to attract that person in your life and I remember doing you know relationship day on the Tony Robbins program and there was this woman um her name's Lauren LeHay, I think um, but anyway she was talking about how um, she had just got out of a marriage and it was a 20 year marriage and she was in her 40s at the time and she was complaining to Tony Robbins because they're good friends she was like oh, I'm never going to find anyone I just got out of this like 20 year marriage you know I'm not even ready I just yeah. don't want anything and um, anyway I think it was like I can't remember the exact time but a couple of years later She was just, like, um, doing life mastery, and she lost her luggage. Like, it was going to take a few days for her to get her luggage back. And she was like, it's the worst thing in the world, not you know, naturally not having your luggage. On the plane, yeah. On the plane, everything. And then after a couple of days, like, oh, we have your luggage now. And she went to claim it, a baggage claim and that's where she met her husband like of we all were. places did he work
0: there or was he just there just there nowhere yeah, so
1: like, see i believe in stuff like that yeah synchronicities yeah it's like when i when she said it like i got chills because it's like absolutely crazy and she's like this thing that i thought was the worst thing ever <laughs> like it turns out to be the best thing yeah. ever and she's and now they're like happily married and it was when she least expected but it was meant to happen and the universe will like conspire for you to meet that person in the most strangest of ways so, like now I'm like when I'm going to a coffee shop I'm thinking <laughs> should I like look amazing in case I meet like this person in the You queue? just don't uh, but
0: yeah. well, you know who Dr. Joe Spencer talks about yeah. that a lot in terms of like the creation process and it's mm-hmm. creating and attracting from the unknown like so often we get caught up in wanting to always know what's going to happen next and predict things and thinking oh is this going to be my next partner is this the one whereas it it is when you least expect it that it will just come to you but it will come to you so divinely perfect that it will just feel right you just won't you won't question it you will just know this has been attracted like you have attracted each other and it's so like divine so beautiful and just like it's exciting, and I'm a romantic. Like, I believe in love, and I do believe, yet, yeah, there are different people who we can be matched with, depending on where you are with your energy and how you're showing up. And then also, like, what your what mindset you're in as well, because you could meet someone tomorrow but your, if your mindset and your relationship with yourself isn't in the great best place, you won't notice it. Yeah, like, so You won't pick true. up the signs, whereas it yeah. would. That's why it's so important as well to do that in a way because yeah. bringing it back to kind of what you were saying with the writing down and not so much mm-hmm. focusing on the looks element, like if you just did that and you just solely focused on the physical image, you could meet a man and they might be... Everything you want in terms of looks like unreal gorgeous, Mm. but they might be with you or after you for the wrong reasons and you know one of the things that I've learned with age is you want a man who is wanting to commit to you wanting to build with you someone who is reliable you know someone who is emotionally stable like someone who is ambitious and strong minded and and will support you like you don't want to be with someone who sees you as a competition and and tries to outdo you and accuses you of things or almost wants you to be a second mummy like you want a man who is going to build a future with you like that's what you want exactly
1: I think a really really good quality someone who's open to learning and growing so they may not be there yet but they're willing to get there with you if that makes sense yeah I think that's such an important thing like in terms of even if they're not there in career but they have a vision I think that's Amazing. amazing yeah and even in other areas like maybe they're not um how to put it like so I'm a feminist, so maybe they don't know a lot of things around that area. And I would really love like someone who's like really passionate open-minded. about it, but if they're open minded yeah. about it and they're willing to like read up about it and like listen to me talk about it, then that's that's amazing. So yeah, just having someone that's willing to learn and grow, I think that's essential. Yeah, a
0: hundred percent. Like I think ambition is the sexiest trait ever ambition over anything like really is and i'm the same as you i'm not expecting to meet someone who's like got a done thing like (laughs) i kind of want to be a part of the journey to support and to help them grow because growth like tony Robbins says all the time if you're not growing you're dying so So it's like growth you grow together your relationship grows you both evolve as people and then you support each other so like it doesn't necessarily mean like you're looking for a finished product of mm-hmm. someone who is completely successful. Even if they've just been actively working on themselves, doing the personal development or the fitness journey or whatever it is, like that is so commendable and admirable and attractive, yeah. isn't it? I definitely find it attractive. Someone that's like
1: weird, like open-minded. I love open-mindedness. I really hate when someone's like just so close-minded. It's, yeah, exactly. And Strainer. it just like puts me off. To Gina?
0: be quite frank. Yeah, exactly. Look, like, after I finish talking to them, I just need a nap, kind yeah. Of thing, yeah. You know what I do, I do think it comes down to as well, like depending on how secure they are in themselves. That's true. Because if they're insecure or if they don't have a good relationship with themselves, they're going to be showing up as more closed minded, <laughs> more in like wanting to be in competition, wanting to prove a point, you know, not really being supportive in the way that you deserve because they don't see the worthiness in themselves. And I think you want someone who has done the healing work. And, you know, I'm not saying that you need to be, like, with someone who is completely over over the trauma, any trauma they've experienced, but at least willing to work on it. On the journey. On the journey, yeah. like, making efforts, making change. Not just saying it, but actually doing it, because actions speak louder than words so at the true. end of the day. Like, anyone can tell you what they want, what they what you want to hear like people will tell you what you want to hear as well especially at the start of the relationship so observe the behaviors observe how they're showing up and also as well observe how they speak about their friends and their family because that will tell you a lot as well because if you're dating somebody or you meet someone and they're so like negative about the friends or they're so negative about the family and they blame the family for everything they take no responsibility that is a red flag like That's because so they're doing that with the friends and family they can do you that know that it they'll you. do it with you exactly. and you will
1: they will it's so true and I think that's like a massive massive like point as well something I'm going to keep in mind too but like <laughs> it's definitely it, it's true and it I think it's more attractive like I'm attracted to people when they are doing like this nice little things for the family or they are like talking respectfully about the mom yeah or they are putting their like family fairs it attracts me more mm. if that makes sense so yeah I definitely like agree with you
0: yeah
1: yeah so I've put a sticker on my stories just to like ask around and see if anyone had any questions so the first one was relationships which I feel like we've covered like throughout this whole. yeah Yeah. definitely so I hope that's answered your question and the second one was um attachment styles for sure I'm definitely anxious but I've learned to become secure in some area um, so I feel like uh this is like such a broad topic and I've like done reading around it. I feel like this is more like from a psychology standpoint yeah. and I've kind of um come across it. So I'm just gonna do like a bit of an overview from it. So I've made some notes in my phone. Um, but attachment theory basically is how we relate to others in relationships, and it's based on the relationships that we've had with our parents that can really affect um your future relationships and your current ones. Um, and so there's four types so the first one's secure so secure loving relationships with others so you give and you accept love um and you trust um quite openly and you're not fearful of like affection and intimacy Um the second is anxious so that's like an insecure attachment style which is a deep fear of abandonment so you know you have all those insecurities and that kind of thing um avoidant is a fear of intimacy and like getting close to someone so that kind of person would tend to like you know run away and like go into their box kind of thing um and the last one's disorganized which is like a mix of both um so you crave intimacy but you also like want to avoid it like you push that person away um but yeah I was just wanting to see if you had any thoughts around it so I've got like a few myself but I
0: think like if it depends really whether you think the attachment is avoidant and if you are avoiding a relationship for whatever reason, try to unpick and explore why that is and is it because of a relationship you had with your parents is it because of a toxic relationship you had when you were younger so you can do that through journaling you can do that through therapy understand as well even if this is the attachment style that you're showing that can change and you can grow into a more healthy secure attachment for your relationship but being really honest with yourself without judgment Mm -hmm. but being honest to a place of i'm going to learn and be open and then I can grow Mm -hmm. and then allowing yourself to actually be accepting and receiving of love and feeling worthy of receiving love instead of like shutting off because I think sometimes with the attachment styles it comes down to a deep-rooted feeling of unworthiness Mm -hmm. and not feeling worthy of having healthy love or Mm -hmm. having like um like positive reinforcement so whether you think like you're not worthy enough because you'll be abandoned or whether you think i'm not worthy enough because i'll i'll mess it up and i'll self-sabotage so you push it away naturally Mm. so when you understand what repeatedly shows up in your life that's when you can start to make the change but i do think it is good to go through stuff like that with a professional like with a therapist someone who's qualified in that area but if you want to do it on your own if you don't think it's like too much of a massive deal and you can deal with it definitely do your own research you know there's so many books out there or courses that maybe you could buy I'm so into self-investment self-improvement and I think it is the best in return when you do work on yourself and when a relationship does come along then um, be honest with your partner, and if we, if that person is a healthy partner, they will want to support you with those insecurities or those things. They won't use that against you. Like I think that's so important too, and that's another red flag. Like if you communicate with your partner that these are insecurities that have happened in my relationships in the past they will be like, okay, you know, they'll be honoured. Like, mm. they'll admire the fact that you've told them that and you've been open and should support you with that. Not like you're expecting them to carry you. It's, like, a cooperative thing. Yeah. But I feel like if you communicate that with your partner, like, where you're at, then, and then they use that against you, like, that is something that you need to talk about with a professional and get support from that side of things or with close friends, like, people who you trust because sometimes like when we are in a low vibe place or our attachment styles are quite low remember you do attract what you are don't get too focused and worried about that because obviously it can change but you just have to really be aware of it would you agree i totally agree with you and i think
1: um so this is from experience so i actually did the work around this i'm still doing the work um, but I actually identified myself as an anxious attachment, especially when I was like between the ages. Yeah, yeah, like when I was young, mm. especially my tw- everyone in your 20s, is, is you're still finding yourself. I yeah. think I was definitely anxious attachment. I had so many insecurities. Unfortunately, I would reflect that onto my partner. Like you said, communicate with each other about, you know, your needs and where these feelings are coming from. Um and also, like you said, therapy. So I'm in therapy. It's so like it's an amazing thing and there shouldn't be a stigma around it. So don't be ashamed to actually go and find that help. But I've been working through these issues with her and it's really been helping. And I am feeling like I'm coming into that secure attachment space. Yeah, yeah mm. definitely. Especially within myself. Um I'm not in a relationship yet, so it'll be interesting to see how that does work. But because I have the secure foundation within myself, I'm hoping that will reflect um in that relationship but I do feel like it does come from childhood so like I've come up in a toxic environment where um my parents like their relationship was very Mm. like tumultuous and my dad was um very abusive so that you know reflected onto me and that's where my anxious attachment did come from so I think going to therapy and looking at your childhood attachments and those relationships that you have had and really dissecting it and identifying these toxic patterns that I had and still have I'm going to be honest those toxic patterns and just like breaking those down Working on it and establishing new healthy ones really help, but like you said, I think seeking a professional would be like really good in that mm. part, yeah.
0: And I think it's really good of you yeah. sharing that with people as yeah. well because it's so powerful when you are vulnerable because yeah. people will relate to that story. Mm-hmm. I'm in therapy as well, and I found it really beneficial mm-hmm. along with you, Kavita, yeah. since I at my relationship ends up back in the summer and I've learned so much and I've discovered so much. And nobody is perfect, so mm-hmm. please don't ever feel like you do need. Need to be perfect. Don't put that pressure on yourself and that mm-hmm. judgment. And I think it can be quite common when you've been in a toxic relationship that... You blame yourself a lot you feel that you should have been this type of person mm. or you aren't perfect and that's what you should be like sometimes that's what I do Kavita is I try to be too perfect yeah and it's a, it's a link a link to people pleasing it you is. want to please your partner mm. you want to be perfect but what that does it leaves you open to when you are upset or you are emotional or whatever happens it can then it's just not a great like dynamic, so when you're able to communicate that in a safe environment with a professional, you can look at that from a different stance and change the story, and that's what it comes down to. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I can't believe we've been recording for an hour and 15 minutes I, know, I feel like I can talk forever really? like, literally <laughs> yeah. close, we, I'm not gonna lie like we need to go move on because we're going for we've yeah got a di- we've got oh, yeah, to table the table. For dinner, <laughs> and I gotta do my hair like I haven't even done my hair yet so <laughs> it looks gorgeous don't so worry <laughs> thank you but now I've loved yeah. this conversation and I think it's been like really free-flowing hasn't it it's just been it natural has. yeah like I just think I wanted it to be like a nice conversation like
1: a relaxed conversation and be open and yeah transparent and yeah because I think you know people learn from experiences and I wish I was listening to this like when I needed it when I was younger
0: so I hope it does help others and look like we said in the episode like relationships require work they require understanding growing self-awareness is so vital as well and letting go of what was and inviting in the new and just sometimes I know this might sound a little bit woo-woo but just trust that better things are coming more aligned things are coming and when you open up your mindset to that you just don't know. what could happen but I just want to say Kavita thank you so much for your time thank you so much for coming back on the podcast I always love recording with you and having a conversation with you and I think listeners will really find so much value within this episode
1: oh thank you Laura it was like I just had so much fun it's been amazing there's just one thing I wanted to add on if I can just talk about my club membership so I have a self-love and confidence building club membership Um, And that's all about like building that empowered version of yourself, working on elements like self-trust, self-compassion, self-appreciation, self-discipline, all these different elements that make up self-confidence and self-love. And it's basically um, a monthly subscription and it's just $8 a month and you get a tutorial every week, which is just 10 minutes. You can like, you know, cook, do whatever you want and have it on in the background Um, but you get this library a catalog full of like different tools and techniques in the form of videos um PDFs, and it's just somewhere you can access these things to help you along on your personal development journey but you can find that on my instagram page so it's 5am underscore girl underscore um and there's a link in my bio and or if you want to go directly into your browser it's literally just 5amgirl.club there's no www at the front it's just 5amgirl.club um but yeah thank you so much laura it's been great thank you
0: so much for your time and thank you so much for listening everyone i hope that you enjoyed this episode and i will talk to you all soon Bye. bye